You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. How much influence did your father have on your life, on the way you parent your children now? Author Claire Halliday has drawn together a book of stories from well-known Australians called Things My Father Taught Me. It follows on from her previous book called Things My Mother Taught Me. Journalist and presenter Joe Hildebrand, perhaps best known for Studio 10, is one of the contributors. He's with us in the studio now. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. Excellent. How did you feel when Claire approached you to contribute to this book? Because you didn't have a straightforward relationship with your dad. No, I didn't. I have a very um, large problem in my life in that I can never say no to people, which has um, (laughs) made a lot of women very happy over the years. But um, but no, and I sort of said, well, I actually sort of, I said, well, look, I'm probably not the best person for this book because my dad um, left, uh, my parents got divorced when I was about six years old or something and um and he left and we still sort of saw each other it wasn't even traumatic enough to be a good story it's not like he, you know just said he was going down the shop for a pack of cigarettes and never came back or that he was abusive or um or that horrible uh, or anything so it wasn't even good uh, in that sense but he was i suppose just a bit um emotionally distant it was sort of weird he was a, a folk singer um and i'm not sure if that counts as a Mental disability, but um, <laughs> but, but I was going to say, we thought that would make him more in touch with his feelings. Yeah, you would think that, but no, musicians are just incredible narcissists. So while they have incredibly deep and profound feelings, all those feelings are about themselves, right? Okay, rather than other people. <laughs> uh, and even when they do have feelings for other people, it's only so that they can write, write song profound about songs about them that everyone <laughs> listens to and praises. Um, and heaven forbid, I haven't inherited that quality at all. <laughs> so yeah, so he he left. It was. It was you know, uh, and um, and so my father didn't, uh, uh, in terms of raising kids, my father didn't teach me a great deal except sort of what not to do. It was a bit like the dad in the Berenstain Bears. You know, this is <laughs> this is what not to. Every time he tries to show him something on the bike, he screws it up, and, so, and then says, "Well, this is what not to do." And I kind of feel like maybe my dad is a bit like that. Um, so, what was it like writing it though? Because reading it, I I kind of disagree. I mean, I know you say it's not a dramatic story, but it almost made me cry. I thought I it was know, really uh, sad. Yeah, I know. I'm very good at manipulating people's emotions. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, it, it was kind of sad. Like, I adored my father and um, and worshipped him as. I'm just discovering boys do because my son um, just literally thinks like God is not a strong enough word that <laughs> what my son thinks I am. He just thinks I'm the the duck's nuts. And um and and I felt the same way about my father and uh and and, and I suppose there was just a um it, it was just, it was a, just a bit sort of like unrequited love which I was also to go on to discover many, many times <laughs> in my life <laughs> in different contexts. So it was sad um, and it didn't, and it certainly did make me uh, resolve at a very early age to be as deeply um, involved and committed and my wife would say just ridiculously soft um, uh, when it came to raising my own kids um, and hopelessly overindulgent. But yeah, that was that was that was what um, it taught me. It taught me what not to do. And so, you're, do you just have the one son? I've got one son and one baby daughter. And how old are they both now? So he's uh, three and a half, um, uh, and um, and he is just 
at the sort of apex of his daddy love game. Like he is just, uh, I'm taking him to, I actually quit, um, well didn't quit, I should say, uh, but I've just cut back on my my day job, my you know respectable job at um, news.com.au, which I love very, very much if you're listening, but I've gone back to sort of <laughs> one day a week so I can spend more time with him and, and, and just make the most of the brief fleeting period where he thinks I'm unreal. Yeah, oh, very quickly he's going to discover the horrible truth. And that's what I'm going to go back to working. Oh, not for at least 10 working years. Working two so. jobs. That's, right. <laughs> uh, that's where we'll go back to cats in the cradle territory. Um, so, yeah, and, and, um, and uh, I'm about to take him to swimming this afternoon, which his mum had been doing before that. And oh, that's the best. His, yeah, and it's one, and I'm just delighting in the. I feel like I've been playing a sort of Chuck Norris style waiting game. I've been there in the camo gear, deep in the jungle, <laughs> just waiting for my time to strike. Because of course, you know, he, he adored her. He was a little mummy's boy. You know, she technically did give birth to him. Um, <laughs> and, and now I've just got the full sort of the full blown catastrophe of him. So I like to do what any responsible. Uh, husband and father would do, which is to rub my wife's face in it as often <laughs> as possible. And so she, she said, "Oh, you know, so you know that Dad is taking you swimming and everything." And he's, he's going, "Really, really?" And because um, he speaks like the cross between Yoda and Gollum, <laughs> and um, and she goes, "Now you're going to be all right, you know, with Mummy Santa." You know, you're going to miss mummy, you know? And just, no, I won't miss mummy. Because I really like mine. Because I love my daddy. Oh, that is And he so just cute. twists the knife. It's wonderful. I couldn't Your be happier. Your poor wife. I completely understand her pain. Yeah. If you are listening, I'm with you on that one. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Joe Hildebrand about his contribution to a book called Things My Father Taught Me. We've just discovered how much... Joe's son is in love with yes. him at the moment and he's, he's going to milk that we for all it's it worth. Tape. That's right. That's right. Um, having had an absent father and now having your son be so excited about being around you, does it give you some perspective on all that research that talks about the importance of a dad's involvement in his child's life? Like there's all this stuff that says yeah. dads make a huge difference to the outcome of how a kid turns out. Yeah, well, well, that I, doesn't reflect well on you, does no, it? No, well, that's right. Not at all. No. In fact, well, the, the research came a bit late for me. I, mean, I feel like I was patient zero. I was, I was the case study. And, and yeah, look, I, I know that. I know that absolutely. And I, I, I've also found, I suppose, um, that just ra- have, having kids and watching my son grow up and getting into all these situations or whatever, that I, I, I feel like I've almost got this sort of late onset post-traumatic stress disorder where I'm remembering because you're always all you do with um, I mean a a very good friend of mine has a very wise friend of mine has this great theory which is that there are no grown-ups there are no adults those people that we thought were adults when we were kids they were just us like that's (laughs) us now and no one no one's actually grown up no one knows what the we're doing yeah um and so you're always trying to figure out what you're supposed to do in a situation. Like if I see my son, you know, and he's in the playground or whatever and a kid pushes him or if he's, you know, upset about something or someone won't play with him or whatever, you think, right, okay, what do I, you know, well, what did I do in this situation or what did my parents tell me to do? And it's a very tricky situation when, um, you know, at, at worst, the parent you needed wasn't there. And at best, even when they were there, they were batshit crazy. <laughs> so, 
And as, I, as I'm growing old, and my mum was this most wonderful woman and just, I don't know how she managed to raise uh, all of us kids on her own. But um, but like as I'm getting older and having kids myself, I'm starting to realise that my mother was just out of her mind. <laughs> like she's just, she's just plain loopy. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm, I kind of feel like, well, who do I turn to? Does that like, mean where's any, the book? Does that mean any decision you make is going to be better by comparison then? Well, again, it's very much like, like the best I can hope for is the Berenstein Bears, which is, you know, <laughs> this is what not to do. So I know I know the one thing I'm not supposed to do. I don't know which of the other 99 remaining <laughs> options is the correct one. Oh, it's challenging. It is. Did becoming a father yourself give you a different perspective on your own dad? Look, without... Without forcing uh, your listeners to uh, reach for the tissues, uh, the only thing it sort of gave me perspective on was sort of, I just sort of thought, how could you not, like for me, being a dad is just so much fun. And yes, it's hard work. We know all that. Um, And, you know, it's not like we live some cruisy, you know, celebrity lifestyle where we've got nannies and, you know, holidays in the Mediterranean or whatever. That's more Carl Stevanovic. Hi, Carl. Uh, no, like, but I'm not pretending we're doing it hard either. But, you know, we're, we're just normal. You know, we live down the road from here um, in a little two-bedroom house. It's the only one we got. And, you know, and I'm lucky that I've got a job that I really enjoy and I don't have to worry about paying the bills. So it's not like, you know, I'm being dragged kicking and screaming um, out of bed to, well, I am, but not for that reason. Um uh, so it's, you know, it's not like I'm working in the coal mines or anything, but even so, just parenthood, fatherhood is fun. Like kids are fun and they are, and, and that, and there, the, there is just such a primal joy to it, um, that I, that I honestly, and I don't say this for sort of, you know, daddy, daddy, how could you leave me sort of reasons, but I honestly do not know why. Like if I found out my wife was Jack the Ripper, I would still stay in the house just to be close to the kids because they are just such a source of um, magnificence. And the thing is as well, it's not about leaving the relationship either. It was leaving the family in your case, wasn't it? Because a that's, lot of people separate, but they stay part of their kids' lives. That's right, yeah. And look, and to be fair, he was still part. Like I still saw him uh, a couple of times a week and he had his visits uh, and everything, but they were just... Um, every time I wanted to see more of him, there was just always resistance to it. And I don't know why I asked him to take me camping and he just wouldn't and just said no. And that was kind of just bizarre and confusing. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever watched Fireman Sam? The, the, the documentary. <laughs> Fireman Sam, yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. You know Norman? Yeah. But, Were you the ca- the character Norman, the really annoying kid that everyone oh, hates? Been, yeah. Were you like him? What sort of a question's that? Well, then it makes you sense. You're cartoon shaming me. <laughs> I'm just trying I'm to understand. No, I'm I trying thought, to come I thought, to the bottom of this. more like Simon Sam. Well, you might have been, in which uh, case it's very confusing. But if you were like Norman, <laughs> I can understand why I wouldn't take you camping. I mean, the, the I, dude sets fire wherever he goes. Well, I, look, I did have a bit of a pyromaniacal streak <laughs> as a child. Um, I did set fire to a lot of things. Um, but, you know, I, I certainly, I'm sure if my dad had have taken me camping, I would have signed something that said I wouldn't set fire <laughs> to the tent, at least on the first, the first couple of trips. But yeah, so that's, I, I suppose that has, um, yeah, without sounding like Pippi Longstocking, being a parent has taught me just how amazing 
being a parent is like all the cliches are actually true. You don't, you know, your life beforehand just feels like a dream. Um, it's like the theme song of Family Ties. You know, like it's. Can you sing you that can't... chorus? I can't remember the words. And I can't remember what I ever did before. <laughs> what would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? It's brilliant. The facial expressions and the body movement. I I wish people could have seen that. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. No, no, that was taken. That was. That was brilliant. Um, well, look, let's let's end on a, a positive note. Yes. Because you also write about, as you said, you adored your father. Yes. What's your most enduring memory of the good times that you spent with him? Uh, they're, they're, look, there certainly were many. I used to love just, he was a musician. He was a very good musician. Um, and I used to love just listening to him uh, sing and play the guitar. Um, I was actually just thinking about this the other day for no reason, but uh, on very special occasions, he would take me to one of the coffee houses where he used to play on um, a Thursday night, it often was. Um, and uh, and I, I was allowed to just go and stay up late and I could sit there and just listen to him Um uh, I was often allowed to eat as much ice cream as I wanted. Um, <laughs> my father and I both shared a lack of boundaries, um, and um, and I just loved that. And his and the the musicality he had um, is without doubt sort of the, the the best thing about him, and the one thing I inherited from him, which I am extremely grateful for. He, he loved music; he was very good at it, and I love music, and it's a wonderful. Um, part of my life, apart from the fact that I'm a completely failed rock star, but I'm oh, pretty you can sure. Sing, I'm, though. <laughs> well, I can certainly sing, um, and which is, <laughs> makes it all the more galling that I haven't been picked up by a major label. But I think everyone is a failed rock star, aren't they? Ultimately, not me. <laughs> I wouldn't even try. Give yourself time, <laughs> Joe. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolute pleasure. That's journalist and presenter, and sometimes singer Joe Hildebrand. And if you'd like more information on the book "Things My Father Taught Me," we'll have links on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.